Santos's kick is lined up. That kick is good. He got it. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast show with myself, Brad Simcox. The Arrowheads Abroad Supremo himself, Tom Childs, and backing us up at safety is Dave Barnett. What was that? <laughs> How's it going, everyone? What? What's, what? What's wrong with that? I'm trying to get a bit of like jordiness in it. Yeah. <laughs> Did I fail? I don't know what it was, but it, it <laughs> Might caught have to me get off guard a little bit. I think it's probably the safest thing to say. <laughs> I actually thought we were going to have to redo the intro. I just thought you messed it up. <laughs> I was it Gannon? No, no, no. no. thought it had a stroke or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Please don't. I don't want to find another host for this show. <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, yeah. I'm just trying to bring a bit of, like, Geordie friendliness to it. It's too, it's too cockney for me, this. Yeah, please never do that again. Too southern. Southern. Yeah. How are you doing anyway? You all right? I'm delighted. I'm delighted. I'm just happy. I've been on the biggest high all weekend, and guess why? Why? Because the news that you presented to me on Friday morning that finally, after (laughs) five and a half years, Wenger is finally leaving (laughs) us. Wenger out. Finally. Pardew in. (laughs) Do you know what? (laughs) I'm not even joking. On Friday morning, we, I had five separate messages from podcast listeners telling me Wenger had been fired. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you feel responsible for that? Uh, no, because I never hired the plane. I, I drove it. <laughs> <laughs> I piloted it. Um, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm delighted. Um, I was going to ask you later on in the show how happy you are, but it's, it's clearly blurted out already. Yeah, I've been on the beer since Friday morning. Um, <laughs> it's just been great. Like, I I like the guy. I like what he's done, but he overstayed his welcome by five or six years. And I'm just glad the day is finally here. And Gee, do you know what? What's, what's going to happen to Arsenal fan TV now? Like, oh, good riddance to them. Good, <laughs> good riddance to them. Uh, so yeah, so Arsenal. So Man City win the league. Yeah, Arsenal get rid of. Wenger Newcastle and Newcastle Newcastle. we're happy we're in the top 10 (laughs) I've now got an extra love a bit of love for Newcastle now because you effectively got Wenger sacked yeah because you were the final game before he got sacked I mean he stepped down no he didn't no he did not so you you what you're saying is you want me a pint exactly and uh, yes. he did not step down did you listen to the press conference yesterday he does not sound no, like I a guy of course I didn't listen to them. he does not sound like a guy that wanted to leave whatsoever he is clearly resentful at the fact that he's been fired and he clearly has been fired you just look at the language used all weekend by the club and him he did not want to go he wanted to see out his contract and Arsenal did the polite thing of saying you can either leave or we're going to fire you which whatever way you look at is being fired so I'm glad that Arsenal finally had the balls to do it because it was overdue. And yet again, we're turning the Arrowheads Abroad podcast into the Arsenal podcast. 
so I'm going to leave it there before I carry on going. Because There's I'm your Premier League that. update from uh, Tom Childs. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there is actually another reason that we're, we're, we're all quite happy is uh, the schedule's finally been released. Yeah, we, yeah, and we now know where and when the Chiefs will be playing in the 2018 Which season. not the pre-season schedule that Brad gets confused with every single year. Yeah, I, I still got excited about that, though. I still well, got excited. a bit sad this year. Why? Like, I woke up on Friday morning. I remember waking up on after the schedule release last year, and obviously we had the trip to plan. Mm. Um, so waking up on that morning afterwards to check which game was it going to be that we were going to go to. I felt like there was a little something missing with the schedule release this year. I know yeah. we've got the meetups planned and we've got all the details for them will be released in due course. Mm. But I just felt like because we don't have a trip to Kansas City this year, the schedule release wasn't as special as it normally is. Yeah. I, I must have met, looked at the week four and I was like, oh man, this time last year. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think free. Plus, I think obviously because we knew that the Chiefs were going to Mexico. Yeah. We we also knew that there was zero percent chance of them coming over to London as well. well it'd be a few years now as well, won't it? Because well, that's what I mean. So it's kind yeah. of you weren't looking at the international games, and obviously there's no trip to look forward to. So it's kind of like a double whammy of okay, it's all games that we've got no yeah. ability to go and see. Well, well done, Tom, Mister Friday the Thirteenth. You've bummed us out again, haven't you? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm <laughs> Thanks for that, mate. Oh, well, you, you've got this canny knack, haven't you? Well, it, does, it doesn't matter if I bum you out. I'm on such a high about Wenger. It doesn't matter. <laughs> all right, so let's move on to Mark's because we've gone about this all day. <laughs> well, um, we're going to briefly touch on the schedule. We're not going to do our predictions for this because it'd be pretty insane to do it this side of the draft, wouldn't it? Um, so. Let's get the uh, schedule up and have a look at which we think is going to be the juiciest matchups. And uh, let's have a look. The first one that pops out to me was the Steelers. Purely because I hate the Steelers. Week two. Yeah. Um, I, I, I see that as a revenge again. I and just... I, I, I hate calling it that because we always lose when it's a revenge game. I mean, we just lose to the Steelers. Yeah, pretty much. Every, apart from unless Landry Jones is playing, we lose to the Steelers pretty yeah. much all the time. So, yeah, it'd be nice to see what Mahomes can do. Yeah, um, it will be tough because it be, obviously we failed against the Steelers more often than we've succeeded. Yeah. So it will it'll be a, a tough environment for Pat Mahomes to play, especially in his, in his second week. Um, and it would have meant that he would have opened both. Um, the, the season both on the road so the game that I'm looking forward to maybe is the week after with the home opener against yeah. the 49ers and, and the excitement around Arrowhead for Pat Mahomes first home start that's that's the game that I'm looking that at should be thinking. rocking shouldn't it yeah I wouldn't I would be surprised if the for example Sky Sports over here didn't pick that as their early game 6 o'clock because mm-hmm. you can have Jimmy G who still might be on a winning run by then you never know versus yeah. Pat Mahomes in his home opener, and it, uh, that should be a cracking game. It really should. Jimmy G's already been paid. He what, that he doesn't have to put the effort in now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's interesting though that those first what four or five weeks we've got something like we got well yeah it's it's about no sorry six weeks we've got four games on the road. Yeah, if that's we a tough to, start. If if we manage to get two or three wins out of those first six weeks, then. It would have been seen. It would be seen as a, su- a successful start to the season. Um, yeah. 
talk about um, in, well, in terms of an induction I suppose into the NFL Pat Mahomes isn't going to have it much harder than that the charges he faces Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram in his first game mm. and he's got the Steelers and we know what we're doing with Steelers 49ers are going to be a good team he plays Von Miller then he plays Clay Campbell Jalen Ramsey then he's got the Patriots on the road like you can't really ask for a much harder set of games than Pat Mahomes is going to have for his first full season. Um, we're going to learn a lot about Pat Mahomes very quickly, I, I think. Yeah. I think it's one of those, you kind of look at it and go, if you come out of that stretch with three wins, you're not happy, but you're not disappointed. If you come mm-hmm. out with four wins, you're probably like, okay, that's a decent start. Mm-hmm. If you come out with five or six wins, you're like, okay, we've got a really good chance this year. Um, yeah. So it's it's one of those, It's it's definitely going to be tough, but I mean at the end of the day does it really matter when or where you don't play the games you still got to win them like exactly regardless whether they're all piled together at the start or the end of the season like we're still going to have to win them so yeah like I think we are a bit unfortunate in terms of possibly some of the games we have to play on the road as opposed to some of the games we have at home um because it seems like with obviously playing the Steelers, um, the Patriots, and the Seahawks all on the road is mm. kind of kind of a bad. And look. the Rams, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. it's a neutral site game, so yeah, probably more hostile than it would be if it was in LA. To be honest, yeah. but um, yeah, it's kind of not often that you'll ever have to face those three teams on the road in the same season. So yeah, but. Again, you have to, <laughs> you still have to beat them. So yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the day, You're right. we'll get a really sometime. good look at Mahomes, and we'll we'll have a really good idea of where the Chiefs are going to be after those first six yeah. games. It could always, it could also be a good confidence booster as well, couldn't it? Because imagine if you won the first two games on the road against those teams, you know, a, a division rival and the Steelers, and all of a sudden you've got a, a home game against the, the, you know, the Forty Niners. It's it's oh, a yeah, good but start uh, as it showed with us last year, like. A great start isn't the be all and end all, and yeah. as other teams have shown previously, like a bad start isn't the be all and end all. Like mm. it's all about how a lot of the time how you can finish and how you, you know, you build up that momentum going into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, how often is it you see teams get hot at the back end of the the season and then they put together a playoff run? So yeah, as I say, while it might give us a good idea of what we actually have in Mahomes and how good the team actually could be that I don't, you know I don't think it's going to make up you know unless we lose five or six games like I don't think it's going to make or break our season mm-hmm. yeah and then we've got uh, week 11 with the Rams before the bye week uh, in week 12 and then we finish the season against the Raiders which could be a very interesting game couldn't it potential contender for um, being flexed out yeah the Sunday night slot but there's a lot of football to be played mm. between now and then. Um, I do look at the schedule and think, bloody hell, it's really hard. Yeah. Like, it's not until you see the teams and the opponents, it's not until you see them in a schedule order and you, you realise actually how hard a run the Chiefs are going to have this year. Mm. Um, compared to our last year's schedule, well, last year's schedule, our strength of schedule was like second in the league. This year we're towards the middle, but for me it's a no contest between which two which one is the harder one of the two? Uh, this year's schedule. You look at the road games. We've got to go to Seattle. We've got to go to the, uh, New England. We've got to go to Pittsburgh. There's no real gimmies 
in this schedule, maybe bar the Browns. Um, the Chiefs are going to have it tough, and if they manage to get a, a winning record in Mahomes' first year, then they would have done very well. Yeah, well, like we said, we're gonna we're gonna go a bit more in depth in a in a later show after the draft, um, so that we know how the teams are all set and uh, what their strengths are and everything. So, uh, what we're gonna discuss though this week is the draft starts on Thursday night over here in the UK. It's uh, it's quite late, isn't it? What time Friday is it morning. Start? Friday morning in the UK. Yeah. Oh man, it's like what what one o'clock in the morning? I think. Do you know what? But if I'm driving down to Tom's place. I'm not going to be able to see most of it, am I? No, you're going to have to take a pass in the first round. Oh, no. And what if all the excitement happens? But anyway, um, <laughs> me and the lads are going to uh, to run through some of the main questions raised from a Chiefs fan's perspective. So um, let's have a look at the main areas of need from our own personal viewpoints. Um, starting with Tom, what do you think the Chiefs' main area of need is going to be in this draft? Uh, main area of need is probably... Um, a bit of a cop out, but maybe like the defense as a whole. Um, yeah. I outside of inside linebacker, there's no real area that I feel comfortable with the Chiefs. I think they need help in free free uh, free positions in defensive backfield. I feel like they need extra help on outside linebacker and and the line. Um, I'm sorry for the cop out. I can't give you an exact position, but. As a unit, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs spend a lot of their draft capital this year on defence because the amount of holes it has compared mm-hmm. to the offence. Yeah. What do you think, Div? Uh, I say I'll be slightly less of a cop-out and say probably the defensive backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, we traded away Peters. We brought in Kendall Fuller. Um I still think we're a cornerback short and obviously having released Ron Parker and Dan Sorensen dropping off last year we're definitely a safety short so I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chiefs go after both a safety and a corner mm-hmm. um, I think safety probably if you know safety is probably the more pressing need um, I think you can probably with the cornerback spot probably take a guy you know, third, fourth round as a more developmental guy if you feel comfortable with which I think probably the Chiefs do with the bodies they have there that they're not needing to push someone in there to start immediately, whereas at the safety spot, like, I do think we need to find a starter in the you know, you, there. You've made a, a very good point there that I think a lot of people seem to be overlooking at the minute, the safety position because I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that the Chiefs are going to be looking more at like cornerbacks because I don't think that's a stronger unit now because we've, we've even got rid of I didn't even realise this we got rid of Mitchell to yeah, the well, Browns the didn't Browns we? signed him yeah um, so I, I, I was a bit shocked by that because I, I quite liked him I, I know Dave was a, was a fan of his as well but um, yeah when you said safety there I thought you know Eric Berry is getting on in years a little bit he's just coming back off a bad injury we haven't really got somebody there as like a, a backfield general kind of thing have we we haven't got anything and as we've mentioned before, we don't really want Dan Sorensen to play a full-time role in this defense. Yeah. We w- wanted him to be a part-time role, so there is a need, certainly, for um, a safety to come in. We are all shocked that the Chiefs haven't made a move in free agency like we thought they would for a mm. safety. Um, don't be surprised if they do make a, a move between now and Thursday um, mm. to get get a safety, because it would probably 
um, a guy might be offering him himself a little bit cheaper than yeah, it was a couple, a couple of weeks of, ago. Still a couple so, of guys out there that have not been um, picked up yet. I don't. I have trouble, f- uh, like, being comfortable with the Chiefs being comfortable with David Emerson um, nice. as one of their stars. I like Kendall Fuller from what I've seen. I like Stevie Nelson. I do do think there is a hole on that other outside cornerback spot. So I wouldn't mind if the Chiefs went there but mm. as Dave said any of the defensive backfield um, any picks on that in those positions would be a plus for the Chiefs and yeah. something they probably do need to look at building Interesting that we've all gone defence as well none of us have really kind of thought let's let's protect Mahomes on the offensive line or anything have we we've, we've not really That's thought not that <laughs> I think there's a need for a guard a yeah. left guard mm-hmm. for sure um, it's not pressing though is it? it's not pressing need it's, I think it's what it is I think because in flashes Witzman and Iyengar, they've both shown potential to be good. Like they've both obviously shown potential to be bad as well. But um, I feel like the Chiefs are so comfortable with four of the five spots that they can probably carry a guard more so than they can carry a bad cornerback or bad safety yeah. play. Mm-hmm. Um, one position on offense, which I was going to bring up a little bit later, which I would, but I might as well bring up now, um, is tight end. Um, yeah. we make no secret that none of us are particularly strong fans of Demetrius Harris um, we we know he has flaws we know he's a vital part of the offence he plays um, a higher number of snaps that he is um, a, a member of the offence that we need to count on and for for us we don't see him as a reliable player so I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs went tight end early in the draft either really? Yeah, that's a, that's a hot take from uh, from Tom there. <laughs> I just feel like in. with this offense that you are going to get so much attention to your outside receivers and Travis Kelsey. If you have a capable tight end that will catch ninety five percent of the passes that come his way, he is going to be one hell of a weapon. Mm. But you look at Demetrius Harris; he dropped fifty percent of his passes last year. It, big, on big players as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's by far and away the highest drop rate of the entire NFL. You, yeah. you can't carry that guy we need we need another red zone weapon and we need someone with a sure set of hands like Demetrius Harris has all the other abilities he's not a bad blocker he's he can he uses his basketball um, experience to, to box people out and he creates space he gets open he's just got hands made of stone and <laughs> we can't continue to carry Demetrius Harris in this offense I'm over the Demetrius Harris project I am. Really? I'm ready for the Chiefs to get rid of him. And I think if they get the guy in the second, third round that they feel is an upgrade, I do think Demetrius Harris probably will be cut come training camp. Well, we did have a, a brief chat uh, recently on the on Messenger, didn't we, about uh, what do we think the Chiefs are going to do in this draft? Are they, are they actually going to move up in the first round? Because Veach did hint at it, during a press conference, but uh, we're we're a bit divided, really, aren't we, on what we think the Chiefs are going to do? It, it, do you think they'll move up? If yes, why do you think they'll move up? And if no, why do why do you, do you think they won't move up? Uh, Dave, um, yeah, I, th- I think we will move up. How far we'll move up, I think, is the question. Hmm. Um, to be honest, I think how far we move up is purely going to depend on how the first round plays out um, it's not really in the Chiefs hands to an extent because of 
the picks that they have, there's only so high they can get. And the highest you could look at the Chiefs getting without going crazy and trading away a ridiculous number of picks is probably very late in the first round. So you're looking yeah. at probably pick 28 onwards. Do you know what I was thinking? 28, that's spooky. Um, <laughs> you freaked me out there, Dave. <laughs> That's probably because Brett Veach was mentioning that pick. Um, ah, that's probably it. That's probably day. where I've got 28 from. Um, Fine analysis again, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as I say, I think that's about as high or a pick or two above, give or take, around that spot is about as high as the Chiefs can go in this draft. So if, like... It sounds like there's gonna be there's gonna be a run on quarterbacks in this in the first round and the guy that everyone thought was gonna be mid first round suddenly is available at a position of need. Yeah. For the Chiefs then I wouldn't be shocked. We you know, we've seen how aggressive Veach has been in his tenure so far. So it would not be shocking at all to see him be aggressive again and just go yeah. out and get that guy if he thinks he can be the guy that can make a difference and I say you're probably looking at giving up this year's second next year this the second we got for uh Peters and then probably one of the fourth round picks I would imagine yeah. if you're looking at getting that high um so it's not out of the realms of possibility but I think as I say it only happens going back into into the back end of the first round as I say, if there is a guy that just sort of drops a little bit because there is a run on a, another position, yeah. Incidentally, well, if we if if we are predicting twenty years, <laughs> um, that would be a trade with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't like that. Oh, best mates. I don't I've like had, that. I've had a brief look at the whole um, the draft value chart. I know it's not gospel, but obviously they they assign points for the picks and see what they're worth um, if the Chiefs were to try and trade up to the 32 spot uh, 32nd spot then that pick's worth 590 and it'd probably involve the Chiefs giving up uh, their second their third and probably a fourth round pick <sighs> as well just to yeah. get up I, that's the reason why I don't think the Chiefs will but as I was to say high. I think that's why that second round pick we've got for Peters comes into play Um because I can see them using that rather than using one of the two, you know, one of the, uh, sorry, using the third round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see them using that just, second round pick they picked up next year now to get I, back up. I like the aggressiveness and I, I'm a big fan of Brett Veach. I like most of the moves he's done or, uh, since he's been um, promoted to GM. But I do feel with the amount of holes on this team, especially on defence I feel like this draft is slightly different to last year because last year was more more like of a luxury draft because there wasn't many holes on the team where I feel there's so many this year that mm-hmm. this draft should almost be a quantity over quality type which I know is a completely wrong way of going around it about it but I just feel like there's so many holes that the Chiefs need to try and draft as many guys as possible using yeah. late picks and then see if they get lucky with a couple um, because if the Chiefs do end up packaging a deal with two or three picks and moving up and then that guy turns out to be a bust then you've used three three of your eight picks on that one player 
and leaving more holes for the team. I I do think it's a possibility because of how aggressive Veach is, but at the same time, he might just calm it down for once and maybe just say, actually, look, like, let's just play the long game. A yeah. Little bit. His his uh, his press conference. He actually said, didn't he? Um, he's got some guys. Some of the scouts are actually like tr- still trying to rein him in now. <laughs> yeah, because <And laughs> he's looking to, at aggressive needs. And another thing to be um, mindful of is his own talent evaluation. If he trusts his own process, and he might be willing just to sit there and let guys fall to him. Mm. Um, John Dorsey wasn't the most aggressive of drafters he was last year but before that he was more than happy to let his board play out and just take best player available Brett Beach might do the same he might not we don't really don't know that's I think what makes this draft slightly more compelling than it should be because normally when you haven't got a first round pick drafts tend to be kind of boring especially for the average fan like say me Um, and, and I'm with the majority here that don't know too much about the later round pick so when they do draft a guy it's kind of like I'm kind of guessing or fobbing my way through talking about them yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why I feel like because it's Veach and his aggressiveness it does make it slightly more compelling um, and it is his first draft as well yeah but I mean personally I think we will move up to the first because uh, we've. if you look at the draft picks that we've got in the third and the fourth round we've got we've got two of each uh, two in each round haven't we and they're quite close together, so I'm thinking. I'm I'm thinking what Dave's going on there is they give up the second, give up one of the thirds and one of the fourths. Yeah, I, and, I don't know. And that's how we move know. up, but still stay in the third and the fourth rounds. So I I personally think he'll move up. And I, I should we have a beer on it? Yeah, <laughs> should we have a beer on it? Yeah, we're together this weekend. I, right. I don't. I don't think. Paint bit. I don't think we do. I think we stay. I think we move up a little bit. I think yeah. maybe we give up a fourth to maybe move up five or ten spots. But I think the the highest the Chiefs will go is probably forty two to forty. Uh, That's I, I probably think the highest the Chiefs will go. Veach is ready to pull the trigger. I'm sure he is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm positive. I'm, I'm with Brad on this. I, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely think like I there's going to be a guy that's going to fall, going to be available, and the Chiefs are going to go and grab him. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be too tempting, I think. Okay, right. For, for him to give up, we'll have a beer on it. If it's yeah. thirty five or under, you, I'll buy you a beer. If it's thirty six or over the first pick, you buy me a beer. Job done. <laughs> right. Okay. I'll go with that. Job done. That's us losing now because I never I never win bets. No, I'd say I'd say forty or under. Oh, yeah. Okay. And forty or over, uh, forty one or over, that uh, gives us leave because we're picking what fifty four. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that gives us 14 spots. Well, it gives us about 12 spots. Because we all know they're not going to be. Well, if we're saying 28th to 40th, there's, you know, there's your 14, yeah. pretty much. Okay, I'll settle then, for that. I'll settle for that. Right, pint bet. Yes, like it, like it. Um, next question: Who would you most like the Chiefs to pick realistically with the first pick? So that's their first pick. Yeah, with their first pick. Yeah. Um, it's a couple, couple of guys that, as I say, I'm I'm banking on Veach trading up, and there's a couple of guys that, you know, should be there around the end of the first, early second round, and one of those guys is this um, guy called Justin Reed, safety from Stanford. Really? Um, I re- I really like him. 
Um, he's he's one of those like he's got the ability to do a bit of everything at safety. You know, he's kind of like a bigger, better version of Dan Sorensen, where he's not like got one specific role, but you can put him in a bunch of different spots and he can do a bunch of different things well. Um, and yeah, I just think with what Sutton likes to do on defense with how he likes to show different looks at times and how he will move guys around and obviously having a guy like Berry there as well, which means, you know, we're not restricted in how we have to go at the other safety spot quite the same because Berry can play as that single high safety or you can bring him down and play him mm. closer to the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, I think, you know, you, you draft a guy like Reed end of the first, early second, and you you that suddenly safety spot goes from a position where you're not too sure to a position where I think the Chiefs would be really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom, do you have anybody uh, in mind that well, realistically con- could be a chief? Well, considering that my draft knowledge is second to none, um, <laughs> I'm actually the Mike, the Mike Mayock of um, it's above mine, UK. Mate. Um, <laughs> I want to lean towards what I was saying earlier with Demetrius Harris, my best friend, the man that searches his own name on Twitter. You really got it in for him, haven't you? Uh, <laughs> You've really got it in for him. <laughs> I just feel like sometimes that I could do a better job than him. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's a quote for the website <laughs> I'm not even kidding I, I used deluded to Chiefs fan thinks he's a better tight end than NFL player uh, we've got to get on the Chiefs and flame over just to yeah. see how he does well I used to play tight end didn't I you know, like, my drop rate was 0% um, so... nobody throw you the ball yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stay with tight end um, Mike Kaziki uh, yeah. from Penn State uh, good hands athletic would be a serviceable option behind Travis Kelsey so if you've got two playma- playmaking tight ends then all of a sudden you're looking at an offence with Sammy Watkins Tariq Hill Mike Zeki and Travis Kelsey and it's, good luck stopping that is it is it fair to say you consider him similar kind of skill set as Travis Kelsey similar style athletic good hands that's the catch. just that's can't block a, to save his life but <laughs> Travis Kelsey wasn't the greatest blocker coming no, out of college no I don't, and don't he's, disagree he, they've worked took, on that yeah worked his on that. first two or three years Travis Kelsey was a terrible blocker but then if, for my money I think Travis Kelsey's become one of the best blocking titans in the league there's, there's been numerous yeah. occasions where he's set set runs up now yeah. from outside block so say, it can uh, be worked on fundamentals I, I, think, I don't disagree I think the only problem is when you're bringing in a second tight end you kind of need him to be it's different if you're going for that guy that's going to be the, the I, star. I, I get that, but you've got so many options with the Chiefs. They play so many free tight end yeah, sets yeah. that you can have two pass catchers and then have a guy, guy like Orson Charles, for example, mm. a guy that is mm-hmm. clearly good at blocking, um, and keep him into the formation. I just think when you run a free tight end set and you've got one of them, say Orson Charles, that can block, one of them is Travis Kelsey's piece of hell, and the other one's a liability. Yeah, yeah, whatever he has to do, I think you're already on the path to losing that play. Um, at least if you've got a guy like Mike Kazekian with some upside, and you know what you've got, you know you're going to get. If you pass him the ball, he's more than likely going to catch it. 
then that can only be a plus point for the Chiefs' offense. Um, the Chiefs are clearly setting up for Mahomes to succeed as much as he possibly can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So why not completely load the offense in all of the pass-catching positions? And then you've got no liabilities there whatsoever. Hey, I, to be honest, I'm with you on the tight end. I do think the, the tight end is a, a spot that the Chiefs will attack. I'm just not sure if it'll be that early. Um, there's a couple of guys that are, you know, going to be in and around the third or fourth round. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a guy, another Stanford guy, actually, a guy called Dalton Schultz, um, yeah. who I really, really like, who's a basically a do-it-all kind of kind of guy, can, you know, really good blocker, good hands, runs decent routes. Um, you know, he's not a, an athletic freak, but he's just one of those solid guys. And I think, like, for me, that's the perfect guy to you know, to pair with a guy like Kelsey, it's like, he's a reliable guy that's, you know, you're not looking for a athletic freak, I think you're just looking for someone reliable opposite Kelsey who can come in decent run blocker and help out in the pass game as well, when you know, teams do start to double Kelsey and pay him more attention um, you know, there's, there's, there's certainly possibilities there, but Again, I wouldn't be disappointed with a guy like Gasicki because, as I say, like he is, he's got the potential to be really, really good. Yeah. Um, the 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 player really that realistically I think that we should get and he, he might actually land on our laps is um, I do like Isaiah Oliver. Yeah. But I did say to you before as well that I really liked uh, Jair Alexander, but you said. He's he's not going to be there just, that long. I just don't um, see him being no. available at the end of the first. Like even he just like, seemed quite high if he's up. There, like mm. yeah, if he was there, pick twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah, I I think Brett Veach would be on the phone faster than you could say his name. <laughs> yeah, um, but I just I just I can't. I mean, stranger things have happened, but I just I can't see it happening. Unfortunately, yeah. but yes, he would be. A great pick yeah. uh, if he were to fall far enough. I have predicted all this time, all this time that he's going to be a cornerback that we're going for in our first pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm quietly confident, but I'm not I'm not quietly confident enough to have a beer bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, uh, um, I've lost where I'm off. Where I'm off now? Hang on. Uh, who in the the entire draft is your stud? And who is your dud? Who do you think is actually going to be the the next beast mode or the next I don't know Jerry Rice or you know? Well, I've gone for that exciting position that is offensive guard. Um, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gotta love, love a guard. Got to love a guard. Um, or oh, do you remember when the Cowboys took Federick um, and the amount of stick they well, got for taking yeah, a center the end of the, of the draft? Third, it's like the- Right, the pick. The first round, wasn't and it? Yeah. what a pick that turned out to be um, yeah. I've True. gone for the guy at Notre Dame uh, Quinton Nelson um, the guy's a beast he's at a position which I think the Chiefs would love to draft that if at all possible but they're not going to um, in terms of talent I think someone's going to get a steal um, because of the quarterbacks that are all going to go early he might fall to 6-10 to 10 range and someone there is going to get one of if not the best player out in this draft. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, do you Honestly, have a dud there? Whenever, well? whenever I've seen him play, the, the, the snippets I have seen, yeah, and because you do only see the highlights, you've got, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not sat down and watched every single offensive drive of Notre Dame and seen what he does, snap in, snap out. But the good, the good snaps you do see, he completely and utterly dominates. Yeah, and I just think interior linemen are becoming more and more important in the NFL before it was left tackle was the most important part of your offensive line where now right tackle is arguably just as important as left tackle and now the interior guys because interior linemen becoming that much better um, that the interior guards are just so so important and I would love it if the Chiefs were in a position to draft him they're not but I'm looking forward to seeing this guy play yeah. yeah, especially with what the Chiefs like to do. With mm-hmm. you know, they like to have the guards move out in space and do a lot of stuff. And I say, you can never have, like Tom said, you can never have too many good, too many good linemen. Um, Interesting, but yeah, that. he's just he's out of reach, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Uh, should we have a, a stud from uh, Dave before we go on to the duds? Yeah, uh, I'm going to stick at DB um, because why not? DB. Yeah, you know, I've been p- pretty predictably boring so far this evening, I have to say. <laughs> not really veered too much from. It's like uh, you play DB or something. Yeah, I know, yeah, who'd have thought it? <laughs> who'd have thought but, it? Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick from Alabama. Guy's a stud, man. Um. Like, you, you can just do anything. Like, uh, as a safety, like, if you want him to play in the slot, cover tight ends, can play deep center field, you know, can play in the box. It's, yeah, he just does it all and does it all very well. Um, let's say, again, he's a guy that could fall out into the mid first round just because of the run I think there's going to be on quarterbacks in the top 10 and someone in that mid first round is going to be super super happy taking this guy because he is going to be some player I reckon Mm -hmm. Um, my stud is it's quite an obvious one and you're all going to go oh god Uh, Saquon Barkley I think <laughs> yeah, go on, go and say like, oh god, he's just gone hey, for the hey, big There's one. no disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's 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 just done a, an awful lot of the combine, didn't he? He was he was um, the the massive hot prospect on that, and it's strange as well because there's a lot of mock, mock drafts that have uh, I've seen or witnessed, and he seems to have dropped. I don't know what it, what what's happened from the draft it's, until now, but he seems to be dropping it's the, it's, down. it's the Kareem exactly. Hunt situation. Yeah. Like teams see guys like Hunt or um, Camera. Yeah, that was there. I was struggling on the name there. Yeah, <laughs> Camera from the Saints. Guys that fell way out of the first round, and it's like as good as Barkley's going to be. Can we really? waste a top five pick on a running back mm, and yeah. then, you know it's a different NFL these days you know it, you're scared you're scared of the Trent Richardsons but it's it's not even that it's just like you think come his fifth year option you're going to be paying him what 
15 16 million dollars possibly that's a, that's if a you valid take him in the top that, yeah. top two or three picks you're like, going to be paying that for a he would back, be the highest paid running back in the NFL in his fifth year in the league if you you know took on his option and I say that's the risk you're taking there and it's, that's quarterback money isn't it well it's not quite as it's, much it, anymore it's, but it's, it's certainly it's a lot of money to yeah I was going to say Wow. The, the the Steelers are balking at paying Bell, you know, yeah, even that much money. And Bell's been super productive in this league for, you know, five years. Is it now? I think. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's I say it's just because guys can be found in the mid rounds at, at the running back position. It's just it makes it so hard for teams to, like, obviously I know the Jags did it with Fournette last year, mm-hmm. but. Again, I'd say probably the Jags were in a better position where they already had the stud defense and it was kind of like, we've got a quarterback, let's just give him a guy where yeah. we can hand the ball off. Whereas I think you look at the guys and the, the teams in the top 10 this year. Yeah. So I don't think there's many teams that you can look at and go, they're set. They need this one piece. Yeah. Or they're I honestly wouldn't spend... be surprised if he become. Brady Quinn or the Aaron Rodgers of this draft and we all remember those drafts when those two particular players kept falling and falling and the yeah. camera kept going to them in the, in the, um, the, the, room, the green room I don't know if Barkley's planning to attend the draft or not but um, I wouldn't be surprised if he is the big faller of the night um, because I, don't, of... I just think he's too good to fall, I genuinely yeah. just think he's too good um, someone's going to someone's gonna, he's going to go Someone's going to blink falls, first, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. I was going to say, if yeah. I, I just can't see him falling out of the top six picks, I just can't yeah. because you just get to that point where it's like he's just too good to, you know, to to not draft at that point. Um, and honestly, <laughs> well, actually, I'll save it because I know you're going to ask a question in a bit. Yeah, right. Okay. So I won't. <laughs> but Keep there's a team it, picking at number it. five that, you know. Yeah. Just released CJ Anderson. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, Ooh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, we'll leave it for that bit because that, that's an interesting yes, point. You've because been, I know there's a there. question coming up. I won't <laughs> go into that much more. Um, quickly on this question, um, who's going to be your dud? Tom? I think we discussed this pre-show that what we were going to say because we wanted to make sure that we didn't do what we did last year last yeah. year we kept repeating ourselves um, I would say let's draft Mahomes and Dave would say let's draft Mahomes and then Brad would say let's draft Ruben Foster fail um, <laughs> but then um, that was a good choice <laughs> we kept we kept repeating ourselves so before the show we said right what's the answer going to be well we all said callbacks we said different callbacks we all said callbacks I think what we've accepted is that the law of averages are going to play out this year mm-hmm. and not all four of those quarterbacks that are going to get drafted in the top five picks are going to be good. Surprisingly, we've actually picked different ones as well. Yeah, I've, so it I've might gone, be a beer bet coming up. <laughs> I've gone Rosen, Dave's gone Allen, and you've gone Mayfield. Mayfield, yeah. Um, I just think law of averages says that one of them is going to bust, and yeah. I hope, I really hope it's not the Cleveland Browns and whoever they select. Um, I'd love it if the Broncos did take a quarterback, which I don't think they do. But they do. Um, I hope they get the one that's going to bust but I think it's just inevitable that teams are reaching and reaching year uh, as more and more as years go on now that one of these quarterbacks 
it's going to be a dud. Just don't ask me which one it will be for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can sense a beer bet there. Which which one are we going to be, 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 be back in? You know, yeah, <laughs> I, I've I've, I've said Mayfield because of I I like a good attitude in a player. You know, like Mahomes, mm-hmm. he's got a good attitude not, about him. He's got confidence about that. him. I'm not buying that, Brad. Oh because, come on! No, no, no! You I'm can't say it. No, 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 you can't no, no, say no, that no, about. I'm not that. buying that because a month ago you were asking for the Chiefs to sign Johnny Manziel on Twitter. <laughs> I, oh, I said it'd be good, good kind of like your yeah, third, yeah. third option as a backup. Um, it's, it would have been cheap. It would have been cheap. All right, you've got me there. You get. <laughs> you've got me there. <laughs> um, Dave, who's your gonna? Who's your dude again? Yeah, Josh Allen. Like Josh Allen. Is, is accuracy? Just, is that the, is that the issue? Not, yeah, it's just one of those. It's like. I just I don't see you're not feeling it yeah I, I, I don't like he's got a big arm he's got the size you know he's reasonably mobile he's you know he's not I, I wouldn't say he's like quick um, but he, he's certainly mobile enough to move around in a pocket and avoid pressure Um but yeah, it's just you just I just like look how he's played in college, and it's like, you know, he's playing at Wyoming as well, which is obviously not even a Power Five school. And like last year, he only completed fifty six percent of his passes, only mm. threw for eighteen hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns to six interceptions. Like, regardless, like, and that's, that, that's playing numbers. against teams that aren't, you know, aren't top top college programs that you know that's yeah. playing the likes of uh hawaii and like in texas state you know these are not big programs that he's playing week out week in, you know week in week out and um yeah I, I just he's got a lot of arm talent but i just don't know if like he can put that all together and yeah. I think he's certainly the biggest project out of the the four guys that you're talking in the top four pick, possible top four, you know, Donald, Allen, Rosen, and Mayfield. He's certainly the guy that is least NFL ready, I would Mm -hmm. say. And it's always a worry with a guy like that because when a quarterback needy team drafts a guy, they want him to play. And sometimes guys can get pushed in too soon before they're ready and because of that they fail I'm not saying that he's not got potential to be a very good quarterback because he could be but it's just one of those where you feel like I think he's going to probably get pushed into a starting role before he's ready and it might set him back Mm. what I think this um, draft will highlight is the excellent job that the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs did last year in acquiring their quarterbacks because yeah. they okay they didn't have to move up into the top five but they still had to move up a fair amount of spots in the draft and they took they took positions off two teams which we are expecting to draft a quarterback early in this in this draft in the Cleveland Browns and the Buffalo Bills um, so timing wise I think the Chiefs executed perfectly considering yeah. the amount of teams that we now know that really wanted to get hold of Mahomes um, I do feel like. Dorsey's parting gift to the Chiefs could end up being one of the biggest decisions that any franchise has made 
um, in NFL history. I, I, I do think that it was such a significant moment last year, the Chiefs moving up 18 spots to go, go and get that guy. And I do feel that the Cleveland Browns and and the Buffalo Bills will rue their decision to to trade out of those spots. There's a there's a lot of pressure on Dorsey there to get it right with a quarterback, isn't it? Well, yeah, because if he get <laughs> he'd do well to get it right twice in a row, <laughs> he will do. And that's not saying I'm not I'm not saying it's a given. Mahomes is going to be great, but everything we've seen so far says that Mahomes will be. Um, yeah. The Chiefs seem very confident in his ability. Quite worse, be good. Yeah. I would say like. so, so he's going to be serviceable. We know that for the next five or six years, he's definitely going to be the quarterback. So, um, if Dorsey can hit again for Cleveland, and I really hope he does, because that fan base needs a pick me up. It really does, mm-hmm. and because they've had a very, very good off season so far. I like the pieces they've acquired. I just hope that Dorsey manages to nail it again and get the quarterback of the four, yeah. not not the second best, not the third best, not the one that's going to bust the quarterback in a draft mm-hmm. right the biggie the big question who do you not want to face twice a season if they're picked up by one of the other three AFC West teams I think I touched on this a little bit before and sort of backtracked because I knew the question <laughs> was slowed coming. down a bit <laughs> yeah but uh, Barkley as I say yeah. the Broncos are sitting there at five and you can see the top four Q, uh, teams all going QB or well at least you can see you know, top three, and then I could quite comfortably see Cleveland trading out of the four spot mm-hmm. with someone like the Bills and picking up a bunch more draft picks. Yeah. Um, which means Barkley could be sitting there at five. Obviously, the Broncos have just released CJ Anderson. They've brought in Case Keenum to play quarterback. Um, and I don't think they're totally given up on Paxton Lynch yet. Um, so I don't think they'll go quarterback so th- yeah if he is sat there at five I he is the one guy I would just, just yeah he's going to be a stud yeah. and he'll be horrible to face because I, I he's going to make right. some teams look stupid yeah, next year I, I think you're right I think the Broncos are probably looking at that fifth round uh, fifth, fifth round fifth pick overall and thinking well the Chiefs had a bit of a problem with a running game last year how about we load it up with you know with our team and 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 test that you know that new kind of defensive line kind well, of thing. I say they're sat in the perfect spot there. Yeah. Because it's just they can just see what goes on in those four picks ahead of them, and they're they're basically going to have their pick of the best player remaining mm-hmm. in the draft. The, well, the best player in the draft that isn't a QB. Yeah. They can go in any direction they want to, um, and just be like, "Yep, yeah, cool." So, yeah, as I say, it's it's one of those. Yeah. Like they're the team that you're looking at and going, they're gonna get a really good if they if they stay at five, they're gonna get a really really good player one way yeah. or another. So it's just the case of which direction they go in. Uh, I don't know. I don't want us playing Bell and Barkley <laughs> through the season. I just don't want it's that. Barkley twice a year. That'd be. I know that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, and then we got Bell in the week two. God, man, that'd be that'd be tough. Uh, Tom, is anybody that you don't really want the Chiefs to face? Um, I I think it's unlikely that it happens. Um, but I wouldn't like the Raiders coming up a couple of spots uh, mm. if he's still there and getting Bradley Chubb. Ooh, um, yeah. the, the end. I I 
I like the fact that the Raiders' defense continually sucks, and mm. they never see, really seem to hit on many defensive players. Uh, Khalil Mack aside, yeah. Um, I think if they can get some more pressure, get some more pass rush on Mahomes, then I do think we we may struggle there because he's going to face a lot of pass rush this year, and it'd be nice if he can get a week off <laughs> or two weeks off a year. <laughs> so I, I I can't see it happening, but. If the first five picks or four picks are quarterback and then Barkley's gone, um, then there might be a bit of movement bet- between six and ten mm-hmm. uh, some some of the teams. So may- maybe Brady Chubb might end up with Oakland. I, I hope he doesn't, but that's the guy that I don't want them to draft. Yeah. I know I said this was going to be the last question, but do you th- can you see there be a lot of movement in this first round? Yes. yes. Yeah. That's a, a lot, lot of movement. And yeah. I think it's going to be the most exciting draft we've seen in years. Yeah. I say I think with as well with the rookie wage scale now and you can see the effect since that's come into play how teams are much more willing because you're not having to commit like you know, look at the contracts that some of the guys got before that rookie wage scale came in. You know, some guys were getting $60 million before they'd even played a snap in the NFL. And that risk isn't... Obviously, there's still a risk involved, but the risk is so massively reduced now because of the rookie wage scale. It's like teams are much more willing to to give up picks to get into the top of the first round if they think there is a guy that could be a difference maker. And obviously... In a QB, I'd say, heavy draft mm-hmm. with a lot of teams near the top there potentially looking at drafting QBs, that means that there's an awful lot of players outside of the QB position that are probably going to fall into you know, that mid-first round spots where it means it gives teams the flexibility to, to trade in and out of and obviously you've got the teams near the top if they're not sold on one of the QBs at the top you guarantee there'll be a team that'll want to go after one of those QBs so yeah I, 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 honestly I generally it feels like this year it could be one of those drafts where like honestly it could be one of the, the drafts where you see the most trades in the first round ever mm-hmm. I think the two big factors when it comes to this draft um, for me are the New England Patriots and what mm. they're going to do because it's rare to see them with a high draft pick okay it's a mid-round draft pick but now they've got two I think there's a reason why they traded Brandon Cooks um, I think they have a plan I think they're starting to prepare for life post Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson um, it will be interesting to see how teams value him mm. and how needy teams are for a quarterback because we we said the same last year there is a a lot of teams now that are looking at their current starting quarterbacks and thinking they're getting a bit long in the tooth mm. so yeah. maybe they're trying to starting to think about plan b and life after their starting quarterback so lamar jackson is an intriguing one um i i am very interested to see where he ends up drafting i think his stock will rise between now and thursday yeah. um i wouldn't be surprised if he ends up going in the top 10 and we end up seeing five callbacks in the top 10 picks, which, is, which would be mental, um, considering that a couple of years ago, when looking ahead, or a year or two ago, that this draft class wasn't meant to be the greatest yeah. when it comes to callbacks, and all of a sudden we're looking at potentially five top 10 picks. 
Yeah. But then it, it just makes it more ridiculous where we got Mahomes last year and how little we had to give up to move into that spot. You know, like Mahomes was there at 10 and it was, well, we had the pick of Mahomes or Watson at 10 and no yeah. team is going to have that luxury this year. Like if you want one of the, you know, basically the the, the second or third best quarterback in this draft, you're going to have to be in the top four. And for a team like the Chiefs last year where we were, that it's almost impossible to to get into the top four picks without giving up basically a king's ransom. So, yeah, yeah I think this year will show how shrewd a move it was for the Chiefs to go uh, go up and, and get Mahomes mm-hmm. at the position they got him last year. Yeah, it does seem like a smart move, doesn't it? Uh, right then, lads, I think that's all we've got time for. We've, we've got nearly an hour there. That's that's amazing. Um Thanks very much for your help with it, with everything tonight. Uh, we've gone through quite a bit there about the draft, but uh, we've actually got show fifty coming up, haven't we? The fiftieth show. Show number and, Justin Houston. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's 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 come at the right time because we're all actually going to be it's at the same place. One. It's a special mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. special one since Kansas City. So um, you know we, we're going to try and you know. Do something. We don't say we won't say yet, but we're going to try to do something. To we won't say yet because we actually special. haven't thought of it yet. That's yeah, we yeah. We're going to try to do something extra special, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we haven't planned it yet, so don't expect big things. Cut all, <laughs> blow up in our face. <laughs> but there's a there's a few of us getting together, isn't it? I think there's uh, some other uh, uh, some others coming down from the Arrowheads Abroad team. Uh, is is John coming? Is he this time? No, they've decided that they don't want to spend the weekend with us. So well, can't blame him. Can't you two do. Yeah, you two get rowdy. <laughs> you two get rowdy. So, uh, the the one, the rowdiest one in Kansas City was definitely you, Brad. Me? No, I didn't. I didn't go to Power and Light. You, you were a superstar on that holiday. Oh, look at me on the Britchie. <laughs> do you know who uh, I am? Pretty much how it went. Don't hate a player. <laughs> God, I hate you. God, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll try not to be Hollywood this weekend. I'm sorry, lads. I'll uh, I'll put the shades away. I'll make sure the red carpet's rolled out in my. <laughs> <laughs> I did lose the bet though, didn't I? Of actually getting a, a nice, comfy bed to sleep on. So <laughs> yeah, about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah anyway that's that's all we've got time for this week uh, as always get involved with the discussions on our Twitter page at KCChiefs underscore UK and uh, remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud to receive the new shows as soon as they are available so thanks very much to Tom and Dave for the help tonight and from one kingdom to another we'll speak to you again soon see you later bye <laughs>